want to advertise on Narrative Live, but we have partnered with AdvertiseCast to handle our advertising and sponsorship requests. They're great to work with, and they'll help you advertise on our show. Please email sales at advertisecast.com or visit our show notes page. You'll find that in your podcast player where we describe what's on this week's show. This is uh, Russia. This is then they've you know we're I'm here because oh, of God. Trump Russia, and here we you know here we are four years later still having this debate about whether Trump Russia was a real thing, not here but they were on the stage. Let's take a listen to them talking about it the the election experience that's going on right now, but it also goes back to 2016. And I ask everyone else to take the pledge. I made it clear that any country, no matter who it is, that interferes in American elections will pay a price. They will pay a price. And it's been overwhelmingly clear this election, I won't even get into the last one, this election, that Russia has been involved, China has been involved to some degree, and now we learn that, that, uh, that uh, Iran is involved. They will pay a price if I'm elected. They're interfering with American sovereignty. That's what's going on right now. They're interfering with American sovereignty. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think the president said anything to Putin about it. I don't think he's talking to them a lot. I don't think he said a word. I don't know why he hadn't said a word to Putin about it. And I don't know what he has recently said, if anything, to the Iranians. My guess is he'd probably be more outspoken with regard to the Iranians. But the point is this, folks. We are in a situation where we have foreign company countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election his own own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy well i won't i shouldn't oh i will his buddy rudy giuliani he's being used as a russian pawn he's being fed information that is russian that is not true and then what happens nothing happens and then you find out that Everything that's going on here about Russia is wanting to make sure that I do not get elected the next president of the United States because they know I know them and they know me. I don't understand why this president is unwilling to take on Putin when he's actually paying bounties to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, when he's engaged in activities that are trying to destabilize all of NATO. I don't know why he doesn't do it, but it's worth asking the question, why isn't that being done? Any country that interferes with us will, in fact, pay a price because they're affecting our sovereignty. It was good that he brought up Afghanistan because we had not heard that in the debate and we had not heard about the bounties. And that was a good moment. Uh, important to bring up because there's no real response to that. Nothing you could say, um, you know, for that lack of leadership that Donald Trump has shown. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he didn't respond to it. Yeah. He still won't respond to it. He won't say anything about these bounties. They're not I mean, bounties unless And that's paid. a big issue. Mm. That means that, that our soldiers are dead, right, for, for these fucking bounties. It's not a bounty until it's paid. Then it's a bounty. So if they have evidence that bounties happen, that means they have evidence that these people were paid to kill our men and women in uniform by that fucker mm -hmm. that he can't stop, you know, loving up. And Lots it's crazy. 
that we're still in the same problem that we were four years ago. We still have election interference, probably worse now than it was in 2016. And Americans are still considering him as a possible president again. It's, you know, it's, it's mind boggling to me that you could have such an attack on sovereignty. And it's, I'm glad he phrased it in that way, because this is an attack on American sovereignty. This is as, as right. you know, it's the same thing as, as, as being attacked by weapons of, that are real. Uh, this is an absolute attack. And, and people are still sort of okay with it. They sort of understand that that's just part of are. the, that they don't. I think they don't know. No, yeah. I don't think they really know. I mean, Greg is the one to talk about this with this book, Dirty Rubles, but I think most the, if the, 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 the big change here was when, and, and it seemed like it's subtle, but the biggest and most damaging thing that happened to America was when uh, half of America, million, or almost half, and when enough Americans were convinced, they were told, don't listen to any other media except Fox. Everybody's lying to you. They're fake news. Only listen to this one. And so, you know, I know people like this. There is so much information they don't have. It's not like they're saying, you say, how can they know this and still vote for the guy? They honestly don't know it. The, they are not because they're not consuming real news. They watch a lot of TV or they go to, you know, some whatever the news sites they go to, the right wing news sites. But they are told, you know, close your eyes and, you know, don't look at that man behind the mirror. Don't look behind the curtain. Don't look at anybody else. Don't read anybody else. Everybody else is lying to you. So you hear Trump people saying, well, MSNBC or CNN, well, that's fake news. It's like, well, how do you know? Have you watched them? You know, I, people will say that they will rip apart Rachel Maddow and they've never watched Rachel Maddow. And I think that's the difference between Trump supporters and non-Trump supporters, because the rest of us are familiar with all of the media. We know what Fox is doing because we do sometimes watch Fox. But the Trump supporters are told, basically, if you watch anything but Fox or listen to anybody other than Rush or you know, Mark Levin, you're, you are a traitor. You know, that's a betrayal. So they actually are not informed. So when you ask the question, how can they support Trump knowing what that what we all know now? They don't actually know it. They don't really know uh, about Russian interference. They don't know really that there was a, a Republican-led Senate committee that put out a report saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Putin is doing this." They they are told not to listen to actual news. I think that was that is the big when we when we dissect this over the course of the the years and the decade decades and the experts and the historians look at it. I think they're going to pinpoint that how were so many Americans fooled? I think I think we're we're going to find out is so many Americans just didn't know 75% of the crap that Trump was doing. They're not on Twitter. You know, they don't know what Trump is tweeting. I know these people. I have relatives who support Trump, but they're not on Twitter. They don't, if they saw the craziness every day, they might feel the same way that we do, but they don't know. They only hear about tweets as they are explained or filtered through Sean Hannity or the likes of, you know, Laura Ingram or Tucker Carlson. I think that's the problem. Hmm, absolutely. Is, um, I, I, there's another piece to that that's really important, which is. They also listened to, during the Obama administration from Fox, the, this outrageousness that was said about Obama. And, and with, so when they hear the stuff being said about Trump now, it sounds a lot to them like everything that they were saying mm. about Obama during the Obama years, right? He wasn't born here, he's, uh, you know, he's a traitor, he's all those same things. Um, and so there's a part of that that's like, oh, okay, now you guys get to feel what we felt. We didn't sleep during those Obama's years. We were agitated. We were upset. We didn't want him to get another term. We, like they were in a state of distress because they thought if he gets reelected, if Obama gets reelected, it's the end of democracy. How many times were they fed that 
on on Fox, right? So they hear us saying it, not just us. They hear like they're hearing intelligence officials say this. They're hearing like Mike Hayden say this, and and people of real substance and real expertise saying, if this guy gets in again, it is the end of the it's the end of it, right? It's like we we don't know if we'll recover. So they're getting they're not hearing that though. They're getting a real threat, though, but if, even if they hear it, Sherry, it just sounds exactly like what they were saying about Obama. So it sounds like politics to them. Hyperbole, yeah. Um, yeah. Hyperbole sounds like the territory is being prepared for and, this. And everything we're saying that we want with a Biden presidency, if we just want to not listen to a president anymore. We want to like not have to worry about it. We want to just know our guys are there and we can go to sleep. Well, that's what they're doing with Trump. Our guys in there. We can fucking relax now because we don't have to worry about it because the Obama guy's gone and our guy's in there. And they're just out living their lives. They're not, it, nothing makes sense to them. What breaks through all of that is death. Yeah. Death breaks it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we still can't seem to get folks focused on COVID and what really that is, with us now the fourth largest mass casualty event in U.S. history. Mm. And it's on track to become, to overtake, which the Civil War is the first one. It's on track to overtake that. It will become the greatest mass casualty event in U.S. history. It Mm. will. Um, When we get there, we'll be in the spring. And hopefully not with this fucking guy in there. and I don't think that's really, I still don't think that's connecting for people to the magnitude that it needs to, that this is a failed response. And it was an intentionally failed response so that people like Jared Kushner could do whatever he's doing, profiting off of it, trying to build a media empire, whatever the fuck Jared thinks he gets out of or is in there to make sure he gets out of, dead Americans, hundreds of thousands of dead Americans, um, that's what. That's where I want the spotlight. Instead, I wish Biden had hit that harder today. I wish that too. Mm-hmm. Mention why don't they mention watching? Kushner's name? I don't understand why the hell they don't mention don't this either, guy. Greg. Call him the acting president and and mention. You talk about words that'll drive Trump crazy. Mm-hmm. Telling Trump to his face, yeah. What what when Kushner told you to do this? Why did you listen to him? We know you listen to whatever he says. Yeah. Why did you listen when Kushner said, don't do the plan that his own people cooked up with? Why? You know, we, this is now th- yeah. three debates. His name has not come up once. It's ridiculous. We spend it's more bad. time talking about Biden's son who's not in office. Oh, than we did about God. talking and about Trump's son-in-law who is in office, who's running the country into the ground. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I want to just real quick talking about breaking through the to the various bubbles and, and the uh, the people that don't go on Twitter or know all the information this is a good good opportunity to talk about what Sherry's been doing with America reads the Mueller report I think we should yeah. we should give it a little bit of a plug just in case anybody watching out there tonight doesn't know about it it's a fantastic um, project Sherry why don't you tell us about it yeah. Uh, America Reads the Mueller Report. Yeah, you can go there, americareadsthemullerreport.org. Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're at the very last kind of tail end of being able to air anything before the election. And we'll air a couple 
after the election, actually, uh, because we are educational. We're a 501c4. We're educational, uh, not a not a super PAC. And we have celebrities and a few real people reading direct excerpts from the Mueller report. We've been doing this for over a year. Uh, well, we just started airing it a year ago, and it's a half-hour reading. And uh, we put this on local TV stations in some key states. And we go everywhere from we might bracket you know, or go in like right before or after an early morning farm news report in Wisconsin for farmers who are not on Twitter and may, you know, all they know is that Bill Barr told them that, uh, you know, Trump was exonerated, everything's fine. And then we've also gone to bigger markets where we're going to be adjacent to, you know, Fox News Sunday in Tucson or, uh, you know, this week with George Stephanopoulos in Jacksonville, Florida. So we've aired about 100 times, 100, 100 half hours, yeah. And it's all on donations from people. And, you know, we don't have any big sugar daddies. I, I don't have Tom Steyer's phone number. I can't reach Mike Bloomberg. So this is all people on Twitter, you know, thousands and thousands of people on Twitter who send us their their uh, their their dollars so we can do this and we don't have any overhead we produced it with Levy. we have montel williams morgan fairchild tom arnold willie oh, garson and john crier and so far i've had all of them on my podcast except for montel still have to get him uh, but we had a big one with uh, tom arnold uh, i just put up last night so you know yeah, and god bless these folks you know they don't get paid these are patriots and they can yeah. take heat in hollywood for being you know, they probably have agents that are saying you, know, you can't be too political but they're all just like i don't care i want to do this and they're wonderful and they volunteered their time and they've been pushing this out there i know you see them all on on twitter they're all very active and they're very you know outspoken and and you know it's just it's just been great working uh with them and then seeing all the other stuff that they've done over the past year plus um, I, I think they're patriots and I love them all so is the is, is this the whole mother report or is it just a portion of the mother is it a bridge version well we read excerpts and yes. so I may, mainly took them from the summaries because I thought the summaries right. were very well written uh, and explained yeah. it very well and there's absolutely no political commentary no spin I mean nothing they're reading just just the excerpts and we have some real folks you know just regular people reading some little bits and pieces Sorry. from it and it's amazing to me when I've seen um, and, and Greg probably feels this way too because of his book you know he's been so deep dive into the Russia stuff and then here we have the Mueller report and I put this stuff out there and when when something comes out like oh my gosh did you hear and when it came out that it was uh you know roger stone that apparently called trump and said you know the the hillary's emails are going to be released and wikileaks is doing it so trump then uh planned he looked at rick gates and he planned his whole campaign strategy communication strategy around it we have that's in the Mueller report and we read that in america reads the Mueller report and it's amazing to me how many people including reporters who cover this issue not only did they not read the Mueller report, they, did they didn't read even it. read the summaries because they're like, oh my gosh, this is all yep. new news. We, even when, when Roger Stone's name was redacted, we all knew it was Roger Stone. This wasn't new. <laughs> and I have, I have, you know, I have this, this 84 year old, you know, uh, African-American woman from, from Kansas, uh, from Wichita, Kansas, reading that part from the Mueller report. I told you we have a few real people and she's reading this whole thing about Rick Gates and, um, She's a friend's, you know, mother uh, out there, and she's a retired uh, music minister of you know, minister of music for her local church. You know, so these are just regular people, you know, in the Midwest, and 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 they know this stuff. And we have political reporters out of Washington, New York, that don't, and that just mm -hmm. blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Absolutely, it blows my mind. Yeah. 
And the podcast it's is called the Sherry Jacobus Politics Podcast. Is that right? Uh, it's uh, Politics with Sherry Jacobus. Sorry. That's my, yeah. And I'm on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Libsyn. We'll get on some more. So real, and, I'm uh, kind of new at this. So I learn from guys like you. Well, you, that's great. It's a great broadcast. And you have fantastic guests. That's a great lineup you had uh, last week. So good good job on getting all those those good names on, on your show. It's fantastic. Thanks. Thanks. It's fun. Um, should I, we listen like, to, sorry, I do want to say this. I think Sherry has been from the very, very beginning. I think you even started, Sherry, before the election of 2016. It, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> speaking out saying uh oh nope nope here's what's going on here's what's going on well and i knew yeah. Fearlessly, yeah and you knew you had and, and what's interesting is you know and i had information it was like oh nope here's the information here's the you know it, it used to be that in in american especially in our justice system that eyewitnesses were were evidence like that's that was your best evidence you could ever get for something for criminality or misdeeds was actually having an eyewitness a person in the room sherry is an eyewitness to a bunch of horrible oh yeah my my story is too long to even talk about here but it's it's a long one and yeah on your twitter feed and people should folks should follow her and pay attention to what she's saying she's telling you what actually happened because she's a witness she witnessed it it happened to her um, I'm a witness. I saw shit. I'm not lying about that. I saw. I saw what I saw. I heard what I heard. It's like fuck. Mm-hmm. Tom say Tom Arnold the same. Noel Castler the same. You know we were. Well, Tom Arnold has some tapes. <laughs> yeah. Tom Arnold has tapes. In fact, he was trying to play one of my podcasts. We couldn't hear it, and then I'm thinking, and then I have to check out. Can I legally do this? Because he, you know, we can do it another time. But he's got some, you know, phone conversations from between himself and Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is in prison, and I've heard them, but I can't do anything with them. <laughs> so. well, that's a whole other conversation, though. It is Look, interesting. It's, I know. Just, make its way out. I know so much. It's a whole yeah. other conversation. It's all going to be yeah. But your story is important. Yeah. The fact, you know, and that's just hard in terms too. of it's hard to have the knowledge. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted you to connect us back to, to what we're looking at today in terms of the debate. Sherry, your experience of being taken off CNN at the at the uh, behest, I guess, of the Trump campaign. You were a sure. regular yeah, contributor yeah. there. Oh. And they were able to reach into the supposed fake news world, you know, the, the bastion of supposed liberal uh, reporting, CNN, and pluck you off the air. Um, well, which- first of all, Jeb, Jeb Zucker runs CNN, and he green when he was head of entertainment at NBC, he greenlit The Apprentice for Trump. They're very, very good friends, and I'd kind of forgotten about that. But I first, he, first, uh, it was uh, in October. It was when it was exactly five years ago when Trump first did it at Fox News, because I had publicly confirmed a Washington Post report. I was not the source, but I publicly confirmed that, in fact, Trump had a super PAC and was lying when he said he didn't. He and Lewandowski were lying, and they were threatening to sue the Post. Well, you know, Trump went to two of these the fundraisers for it. I mean, there's all this stuff. He did it, and when I saw he was lying, I put out uh, some numbered tweets. I didn't know how to thread them then, making it very clear that Lewandowski had told me all about this uh, in May and June of 2015 when they'd taken a run at me. They'd approached me to come be communicated. Actually, they, I didn't interview. I didn't agree to an interview. I would agree to have lunch with a friend uh, who was going to work for the Trump campaign because he said, oh, we need a communications director. And I, I couldn't really, actually, he was going to work for the Super PAC. And I couldn't really just say no. I said, well, why don't we sit down and talk about it? So I was meeting him for lunch and he brought along a guy I'd never met, never heard of, didn't know, named 
Corey Lewandowski. So they kind of apologized for having to ambush me and kind of work on me like that. And so uh, that I knew all about the super PAC. In fact, Corey was so open about it. And in fact, at that point in time, you know, Don McGahn, uh, he's a former FEC commissioner. And he was uh, chief counsel for the for the campaign, and here he was later trying to uh, help Trump lie and about to the American people about having it and silence me with the NDA and the whole nine yards. I had to get the FBI was involved. I was catfished. The catfishing started the day that I came forward and said they're lying. They had a super PAC, and when we put the the dates together later with the FBI. That was the day that started. And then that February, it was, uh, yeah, it was Jeff Zucker at CNN. In fact, uh, I, we, again, the idea, the super PAC came up. Uh, I didn't choose the, the subject for the show. I was on Don Lemon's show. I was on with Kayleen Akinany and, um, and somebody else. And uh, we were talking about self-financing and I brought up that article and that night, Trump defamed me on Twitter. Oh, she came to us and begged for a job and didn't get. I'm like, we don't. I didn't beg. You guys came to me, you know. And when I had a, saw a Lewandowski meltdown, you know, I told my friend, "Hey, thanks, but no thanks." You know, um, I didn't appreciate the hazing, but you have a great time working on that super pack. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. And, uh, and so when he and then that that then Zucker uh, put out the order at CNN to not book me anymore because clearly I had a conflict. Well, I could show that Trump was lying. I had everything, all the writing, all their messages to me. And um, when I, it became very clear that CNN didn't care. I knew there were some people on the inside who were like, whoa, because it was still pretty new. They, they still couldn't accept the fact that CNN was basically handing the nomination to Trump. There were a lot of people on the inside of CNN and you know, there was a CNN town hall with employees and they were all kind of complaining to Zucker saying, mm. we think we're giving this guy the nomination with all this coverage. And he said, I don't care. Keep the eyeball, keep the cameras on him till the eyeballs leave. They're still, so, yeah. they're still doing a lot of that stuff. I mean, you still watch the yeah, coverage today. They, Zucker scrubbed the transcript archives of that segment with me. That's how far he, wow. uh, he went for Trump. So yeah, Trump had picked up the phone, obviously, and called Roger Ailes and said, keep her off the air. And after thousands of appearances and 17 years or whatever, uh, and he did that. And he had uh, Bill O'Reilly hop on Gretchen Carlson's show midday to lie to people and say, oh, that, that, that Washington Post piece, there's no super PAC. So Trump went really far out of his way. And I recently got word that they're concerned about how much I know about Don McGahn. So yeah, I'm still, I'm still somebody they're nervous about. And they're very good at ruining people. And they got Michael Caputo to do that. And they're, they have friends in the press. They have right-wing plants in, in, in mainstream media and they're very good at this so um you know the the the, the damage that trump has done to people his people have done on, on for him uh to other people like me um it's it's just it's incalculable it's it's unbelievable i've never seen anything like it in my life and i've been around for decades in politics and media but yeah jeff sucker uh, gave this to gave this to their mob trump and what they're mobsters. That's what the mobsters. They're mobsters. Say. They are. But Jeff Zucker, I think, is is more responsible for putting Trump in the White House than than anybody else oh, in yeah. America. I think, yeah. And I agree um, with you. I think I've never heard someone say that as clearly as you have. But I think that's exactly yeah. true. I think Jeff Zucker yeah. is is the reason yeah. we have Donald Trump for a yeah. number of reasons because of The Apprentice, but also because of that coverage at CNN, and it continues CNN. until now. I mean, it's the amount of coverage just the minutes and hours that trump gets on cnn is astonishing um, well and his people yeah yeah and his people then they had michael caputo on they've got they put kellyanne on constantly it's like yeah. why do you have liars on i mean 
Like you said, it's constant. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Look at the time. It's almost time to go. I want to play one more clip. Can I do that? Or do is that okay? Is everyone okay for a little bit longer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay. Uh, let me, this uh, is water, by the way. I do not have a beer to go cap. I just oh, you know, that. beers are welcome here. <laughs> no, <laughs> I only have a diet coke. Water. In South Carolina, in South Carolina, that's called a roadie. I have <laughs> <laughs> it's <not> beer. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, take a listen great. to this uh, this next one from the debate tonight. The question, you are the leader of the Democratic Party. Why have you not pushed the Democrats to get a deal for the American people? Well, I have, and they have pushed it. Look, they passed this act all the way back in the beginning of the summer. This is like it's not new. It's been out there. This HEROES Act has been sitting there. And look at what's happening. When I was in charge of the Recovery Act with $800 billion, I was able to get $145 billion to local communities that have to balance their budgets and states that have to balance their budgets, so then have to fire fire they have to fire firefighters, teachers, first responders, law enforcement officers, so they could keep their cities and counties running. He will not support that. They have not done a thing for them. And Mitch McConnell said, let them go bankrupt. Let him go bankrupt. Come on. What's the matter the with this? The bill that guys? was passed in the House was a bailout of badly run, high crime, Democrat, all run by Democrats, cities and states. It was a way of getting a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars to these kids. It was also a way of getting a lot of money from our people's pockets. Our people's pockets to, you know, to those people. And I was talking about immigrants and he was talking about Democrat uh, states. I think that was very revealing uh, tonight. And, you know, he let something out there that, you know, you can't look at this man and think, that he's honest in any way, but sometimes he, he's, the truth comes out despite him. And, uh, and I think we saw that in a couple of moments today. And that was one of them where he was talking about our money. Who's he really talking about? He's talking about this elite billionaire class that, you know, of, of who? The Koch brothers and the Mercers and the DeVosses. Is that who he's talking about? It's, it's not their money. It's our money. It's Americans' money. It's not the, it doesn't belong to the, the top 1%. In fact, it probably doesn't belong to them at all because they never pay taxes, as was pointed out. So, you know, I thought that was one of those moments where you could really tell the difference again between these two candidates. And I think, you know, yes, there might be people out there who think Trump is okay, but they don't think that he's on their side, not in the same way that uh, Biden is on their side. I I was screaming. That was when I was yelling at the TV and I walked away because Mm -hmm. of, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to put this right at the moderator's feet. Looking at Joe Biden and saying, you're the leader of the Democratic Party. Why haven't you done anything about this? Right. It's the same thing that Wolf yeah, Blitzer bullshit. did to Nancy Pelosi not too long ago of like, why aren't you Why aren't you going ahead and making a deal? They are carrying the water of this horseshit propaganda that is cooked out of the Republican political machine, right, on behalf of Donald Trump that has nothing to do with reality. And it's as if they've lost their goddamn minds. And they, as as journalists, as media hosts, as whatever the fuck they think they are at the moment, right? Of just pointing to the guy who's not even in office, mm-hmm. saying, you're the head of the party. Why can't you get your party to do so? What the fuck are you talking no, it's about? It's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's just not the system. And it's they know how, how the system works. works. What the fuck are they doing? Mm-hmm. Again, we're doing this again, again, again. It actually doesn't make sense. There's no good excuse for that kind of questioning, that kind of framing, that kind of positioning. I think Joe handled himself really well there. But there's no excuse 
for the Wolf Blitzers and the Christians of the world to be doing this. It's insanity. The only thing that matters now is that Joe Biden went into this debate uh, running ahead in the polls. Um, I suspect he's still ahead of the polls. Or there's going to be some changes. I, you know, they keep trying to throw out some these these October surprises. But all he needed to do was not screw up, and I don't think he he did. And uh, Trump, uh, while he screwed up royally last time, I don't think you know even grading on a curve. I don't think he screwed up. I don't think that tonight changed anybody's minds. Period. And a lot of the voting has already taken place, which is so important. 48 million. Yeah. The only thing I'm really curious about is what happens in Texas, to be honest, is because last I checked, it was 47, 47. That is very wow. unusual for, for Biden and Trump in the presidential. That's a, that's very it's unusual. All over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Biden wins, wins that, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. 38 uh, electoral votes. It's winner take all. And, and there's no way that Trump could make that up with, with any other states that he, he and Putin can try and, you know, take two votes per precinct. So nobody notices like I believe they did in 2016, although there's different schools of thought on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, if it's Texas, it's all over. Yeah, so like the trajectory of the country would change dramatically. <laughs> if, they, if the Democrats win uh, Texas, it changes everything. Uh, I mean, even though they don't win on the on you know you down ballots. Um, last thoughts from everybody. Um, what are you um, most fearful of, and what are you most hopeful for about uh, Greg Oliar? I, I, you know, we're all feel. For- fearful for the same thing which is that there's going to be fuckery but i don't think there's going to be fuckery because i think that a we have the department of defense uh cyber command watching over us i think that the um the the indictment of those russian uh agents earlier in the week was meant as a shot across the bow saying hey we know exactly what you're doing do not fuck with us motherfuckers i think that's what they were saying when they did that so i think the department of trump and his minions may be you know trying to ignore it but the actual people defending the country are defending the country and don't sleep on nato i mean nato is is an ally a a super important uh, alliance that has preserved the pax americana as i wrote about this week since the end of the second world war and all of those countries have a vested interest in keeping america uh, out of russian hands and, and and trump not being president so um would a country like the Netherlands, which has an amazing intelligence service, be able to just shut the power off in Russia on Election Day? Would Estonia, would France and Germany? I think they can. And I think if it comes to that, that they will. So I'm not worried about any of that stuff. And I think I, I just feel like people at the end of the day, I think Joe Walsh tweeted this two years ago. He said, uh, at the end of the day, Trump's going to lose because everyone's sick of him. And I think that's true. I think they were sick. He meant it figuratively. And now literally they're sick because yeah. of him. Yeah. And I think those two factors combined are, 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 are going to be it. And you can tell that they know it. And that's why they want this Amy COVID Barrett lady in there, COVID because they know <laughs> this is the last bite of the apple for a long time, because after January, that's it for them for a while. If they lose Texas, it's, it, they're going to have to reformulate the party and start from scratch. They probably have to, have to do that anyway. And I think the country would benefit, honestly, if if they would. There should be a party that uh, you know argues for smaller government and this and that. And and you know there there are sides to all of these things that that should reasonably be argued about. That that's politics. It's, yeah, we need it, that. That's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. It, this business with Trump is not about politics, and that's something that. I think a lot of people fail to grasp who don't pay attention as closely as we do. That for me, you mean, talking you with my you family. Don't like, uh, 
You don't like the RNC a platform this year? Are you saying that that's not <laughs> substantive? Is the RNC platform like the big blank book that yeah. Kaylee McEnany gave to Leslie yeah. Stahl? Is it like the same it's, thing? It's, no, it's for the first time ever. Their, their platform literally is we just agree with whatever Trump wants to do, no matter what. No matter yes, it's what Heil it is. Trump, that's, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's Heil, it's, and it's, it's also inside of that, it's, you're all a bunch of meanies. That's yeah. it. You're all mean to me. That's, yeah. that's the platform. Greg mentioned his amazing Substack, which everyone should go check out. It's uh, at prevail.substack.com. Uh, it's actually now you could just go to gregoliar.com and it'll go. Easier enough. Gregoliar.com. Sign up for that. It's the best newsletter yeah. around. And uh, Tuesdays and... And Fridays. Fridays. I, have, I have a funny one. Tomorrow's is funny. I, I quote okay, tweet him all the time. Yeah, it's really, really you fantastic. And really great writing. Yeah. One of the best Thank writers I, I know and certainly a, a worthwhile read every Tuesday and, and Friday. So sign up for that. Um, and uh, final thoughts from you, LB. Hopefuls, hopes and fears for as we go ahead in these last 12 days. Oh, look, we just got to make it. You just, uh, you know, try to get some sleep and try to get through it. And, you know, we'll keep punching through the narrative where we feel like we need to because of all the horseshit. Hopefully that's helping. Um, and I actually, we did a big push today again. Greg and I are in a group where we're yeah. pushing a link out for donating directly into the campaign. It is a campaign fundraising link. It goes right to Joe and Kamala. It's not a pack. Uh, not that the packs are all bad. It just, I really want to go into them. I think if there's anything that can be close in this election um if it ends up closer like we're dealing with margins they're going to cheat lie steal um the republicans and trump and the legal battle will be massive yes joe has a lot of money guess what he's going to need every single penny of that <laughs> he really is and helping him also help, does help the down ballot. I know everyone's like, well, we're so worried about the Senate. Listen, these Senate these Senate races, they have a lot of money too. They've already placed their ads. They're doing it. The voting has happened. Um, it, it, we, we need a legal war chest to, mm. to fight these motherfuckers because they're going to they're gonna try to steal this shit. It's related. I call her Amy Coney Bigot because she's a bigot. <laughs> she um, is. It really offends me that that to me is it's just disqualifying to be that bigoted. Um, but he, that's what that that's what that uh, Mitch McConnell's court packing has all been about. It's been about getting these rulings when they need it for holding on to their power. Um, and so vote, vote, vote. And where can people Find sign up for the donations? It's, well, go to, go to either, go to my timeline. I'll tweet out again. You can go to Greg's. You can go to uh, Andy Lawfer's. There's a, several of us who have been tweeting out the link of just click on that link and just know. And there's several links. But this one we know goes right to the campaign, right to the legal war trust, right to the get out the vote efforts, right to Joe. Um, it's going to so, be necessary. I think it's really going to be necessary. Exactly. It's going to be necessary. Yeah. These guys have not changed their stripes. Uh, Sherry, one last thought from you and uh, anything else you want to sh no, say? I, the yeah, I agree with Greg. I, my fear is the same that they're going to cheat, that they're going to find two votes per, per precinct in, in you know some of those battleground states, the, the Triple Crown of Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Uh, and that's why he needs to win by a blowout, uh, Biden does, because if it's close, they can cheat. And so that is my fear. And there won't be anything we can do. We haven't been able to stop him yet. That's my fear. My hope is that 
it's a blowout on election night. It is decided that there's no dragging it out and that if Trump wants to, he's alone out there because when the Republicans see the handwriting on the wall, they aren't going to, they don't, you know, they're going to pull out the saw and saw off that limb. And that's, that's my hope. And then we all go through a three month, uh, shut down this country so we can heal. Uh, and, um, from from covid and from trump and then when we all come out of our caves again when it's safe it's a whole new world and uh, we only have to hear from our president when we need to and not have to wake up every day being terrified to turn on the tv and find out what this asshole has said or done support narratives independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download 